Welcome to 22 Motivational Minutes with Marlo, our brand performance podcast, where we connect and collaborate with other self-sustaining entrepreneurs, authors, and experts. Hi, I'm Marlo Higgins, your Chief Inspirational Officer. I like to say when we perform, we get paid. This podcast focuses on the areas of confidence, mindset, leadership, and performance, which all lead to increased revenues and sales. As your Chief Inspirational Officer, I'm focused on the development of people by unearthing their values, talents, and self-worth, otherwise known as that self-esteem factor. People matter, self-worth matters, time matters. When it all aligns, everything works. All right, I want to walk you back to this week's episode of 22 Motivational Minutes with Marlo, our brand performance podcast. And today our performance conversation was with our special guest, J.V. Crum III, who he's a coach and an advisor. He's based out of Denver, Colorado. And J.V. helps entrepreneurs and business owners make their first million. He's going to share with us today in the episode how he, fit, he made his first million at the age of 25. He's known as the Conscious Millionaire Coach. And so I just want to uh, step back and welcome you to, uh, to this week's episode. Well, Marlo, thank you so much for having me on. And a huge hello to everybody who's listening. And I know that if you're listening to Marlo's 22 Motivational Minutes, that you want to build your business and grow it. And that's what we're going to talk about today. All right. So that's where we're going to jump into. How did you, and because this is where people I think are going to be the most fascinated on this episode, how did you make your first million at age 25? Yeah, so that's a great question. Well, actually, the journey began at five, so I had some time to work up to it. I grew up in a family didn't, you know, had a lot of financial struggles out in a little country town of two or three hundred people, and I had literally been trained not to ask for the candy bar because my mom didn't want to be embarrassed that she thought everybody would know we didn't have the money to pay for it, which we didn't. So I was taught not to ask for it. And one day, you know how little kids are. You're like, I was sitting around kind of going, well, what's the solution to this problem, right? And I went, I know, I'll grow up and be a millionaire. Now, for me, that was just as real as I'm going to go to bed tonight. Like, it just became totally real to me. I ran in the house. I told my parents. I shouted out, you know, in that little boy voice. I said, I'm going to be a millionaire when I grow up. And the first thing my mother did was shake her finger at me. She says, don't you tell anybody. Of course, I was a good little five-year-old, and I went around, I told everybody. But it turned out when I wrote my book, Conscious Millionaire, Grow Your Business by Making a Difference, my editor said, you know, I made that comment in the first chapter. My editor says, you've got to explain that. So I had to really think about why did my mother tell me not to tell anyone I wanted to be a millionaire? Well, we lived across the street from the little country church. And my mother believed that anybody who made that kind of money had done something wrong. They had stolen it. They'd shystered people. They were a bad person. So what she was really saying is, I don't want you to grow up and be a bad person. Now, fortunately, I didn't listen to her. And I started thinking about it all the time. How am I going to grow up and be a, be a millionaire? So fast forwarding to my early 20s, I was finishing up my master's in clinical psych. I was 20 two years old, and my father's business, which was a trucking line, it was a regional trucking line, was um, basically about to go bankrupt. Now, I knew nothing about business because I had grown up in a family where we owned a family business and we always were broke. So I figured owning a business was how you go broke. So I never wanted to have a business, but I cared about my dad and I said, here's what I'll do. I'll come work with you for six months and then I want to go to law school. And I'll figure out how to pay for law school. I figured out how to pay for grad school. Uh, but I'll work with you for six months and we'll see what happens. Well, it turned out it was duck to water. And in that first year, I paid 
of nine years of liens, completely turned the company around, created a six-figure uh, uh, profit. And by the third year, we were making six-figure profits on a monthly basis. And when I look back, what I really did was two things. One, I talk a lot about being in your millionaire inner zone. So I was constantly getting into the flow and just really staying in and asking myself what happened, what needs to happen next. And the, the other thing I did was that I was constantly focused on the outcome and almost unbeknownst to myself, I was installing systems left and right. Like I'd find something, I'd go, well, let's figure out how to do this. And then I'd say, well, let's do it the same way all the time. I didn't know to call it systems, actually. And then I'd teach other people and I'd hire people and I'd teach them how to do it. And lo and behold, in the first six months, I had completely systemized the entire company. I'd fired everybody but one person because they were all lying or stealing or doing something wrong. I'd created a policy manual. I um, had started another company for maintenance because I figured out all the maintenance companies were politely taking advantage of us. So by the fourth month, we had our own maintenance company that was separate and started doing preventative maintenance, and our maintenance costs went down significantly. And the third month, one weekend, I went through all the books, and I couldn't figure it out. Now, I didn't know how to read a balance sheet or an income statement because I never took any courses on that. But what I did know is that we were pulling a lot of loads. We were bringing in a lot of cash, but at the end of the week, we didn't have anything left, and we owed money. And so I, I said, well, I got to figure out what's going on. So I literally combed through all the numbers. And at the end of the weekend, I remember calling my dad. It was on a Sunday night. And I said, Dad, it was like the Eureka story and deciding I was going to be a millionaire. And I said, Dad, I've discovered the problem. And now, now, this may sound painfully obvious, but if you're listening to this, this could be your million-dollar solution because it was certainly ours. I said, every week we're spending, we're paying out more money than we're taking in. And that next Monday morning, the next day, I called every one of our clients and I said, we can't keep uh, doing business hauling for you at the rates that we're charging. We're going out of business. And I raised our rates that day as much as 25%. And that turned everything around. Within a month, we, we, were, we had cash in the bank. And by the end of the, that first 12 months, I had discovered there were liens as far back as nine years. There were nine of them that people had filed judgments because they weren't paid. And I started calling them up. Now, I had not read a book on this, but I just intuitively asked myself, what should I do? So I said, well, they haven't been paid for years. Why don't you pay them less than you owe them and see what they'll do about it? So the first one agreed to that. I think we paid them like 20, 30 cents on the dollar. And I said, we'll do that. And I was good at calculating the numbers. And I said, in two weeks, we can bring you a check if you'll release the lead. Well, the first one did it. And I said, by golly, I think that's the, that's the answer. And all of the other eight did the same thing. So I got all the debt out, off of the company. I took all of the suppliers that we had, and I realized all of them were charging. I figured out they're all charging too much. So I told all of them, I'm taking bids, and they're going to be three people, three companies that bid on everything that we buy, and I'm not telling anyone who the other two are. So we got all our costs down. We got our revenues up, and we systemized everything. And then we, I fired all the people who were stealing and lying and you know, brought in people and told them that this is how we work. This is the values. You don't work like this. I'm going to fire you. And I built the company. I mean, really, that's that's how I did it. Wow. Yeah. And here's the thing too, that I I think we witness frequently, we make it harder than it needs to be. And I love the fact that you call that out, that you really didn't even know, but you had this intuition that I've got to tweak a few things. And if we do, and you were seeing the results happen from it, it was happening. 
And so you quickly built the framework. And I like to say systems equals performance, right? Systems are everything. Right. You know, and now every client I work with, we're talking about what systems do you want? How are you going to, you know, not just, you know, the first stage is getting the foundation in. And you know, so you've got something and you've got an offer, you've figured out who the market is to, and generally you're still a little fuzzy about it all, but you've, you've got something started. That's getting over that 100,000 mark, that 200,000 mark. Now you got to figure out how to grow it. But once you figure out how to grow it, and typically that's getting to a half million to a million, now we have to have it all set up so we can scale it. And scaling is all about systems. Right. 100%. Right. You can't scale anything that isn't systemized because once it's systemized, whether you have a million in revenue or you have three million in revenue, isn't that big of a journey. Right. Because you've already figured out which leads convert. Now you just need to go get more of them. You've already figured out which offer works. Now you just need to make it to more people. Okay. Now, does scaling it mean to automate or is there a different approach? Let's talk about systems and say that there are two ways to implement systems. One of them's manually and one of them's automated. So I think that, that systems can be automated. And I think some systems, uh, like how you're going to handle a sales call, that's a person on the phone with somebody, but there should be a system. There's a script. There's a set of steps Let's talk about systems for a second. I think that this is really important. Thank you for, for calling it out, Marlo. So systems, I taught it on a graduate level as an adjunct professor. Systems only have three parts. First, you have an initial way in which the system gets started. So there's an event. The event might be somebody calls you. The event might be somebody fills out a form and you know now they get a lead magnet. But there's an event that starts it. Now, the, the third part, let's go to the third part, that's the outcome you want to get to that's measurable and it's specific. You also talk about goals the same way, but you want a specific outcome for everything you're going to do from the time you pick up the phone to when you put the phone down. That's going to be one system. And then everything in between is simply a set of steps in the right order with no more steps than you absolutely need, because sometimes you look at your systems and you go, well, this feels a little bloated, and you take out five steps, and it still performs just as well as it did before. You didn't need those five steps. They were useless. Mm. But that's all there is to a system. A lot of times you have a system, you pick up the phone, and at the end of the phone, the person has gotten a free lead magnet. That's the Maybe that's how far you get them on the first call, and now they're set up on that lead magnet with, a, a call for, with somebody else who's going to handle, let's call it the enrollment process. So you've taken, the, you're the person who takes the initial incoming calls. You get them with a nice lead magnet, a gift for having called, and you get them set up on an appointment. So setting up that appointment is the end of this system. Then the next person, there's going to be maybe some emails that go out to remind them to show up for this appointment. And then they're going to have this appointment and that person's going to have at the beginning of the call, that's the beginning of another system, and they're going to take them through steps. And perhaps at the end of that is getting them to, to say yes, if they're a qualified buyer, and this is the right kind of product or service for them that's going to solve their problem. That's another system. And those are both manual. But in between, you've got some automated pieces where you're going to have them automatically sent reminders and the link of where to show up. Well, wow. once again, as as people are listening, and I know that this is making a ton of sense, but why? I mean, and I know mindset really means a lot to you as well. So why do we make it so hard when you can describe and define something so clearly? We're talking about millionaires, right? That where's the misstep for most? 
Well, here's where it is. My formula for creating wealth is, is also extremely simple. And I've used it to make millions and millions of dollars. And I teach it to my clients. It's conscious, focused action. Now, we can break that apart if you'd like, because each one of those steps, there's three elements. But it's in it is very simple. It's conscious, focused action. And that's how simple it is. Everything that we do in business really is very, very simple. Sales are very, very simple. Marketing is very, very simple. We overly complicate it. And here's what I find. Typically, there's a break point at 100,000. Almost everybody under 100,000, especially if they've been there for a while, and a while might be maybe even a period of years, are making it far too difficult. Here's the conscious focused action. You want to get to a million dollars? Here's the three things that you need to do. You need to define one and only one market you're going to work with that has one major problem that you're going to, three, provide one solution to. Now, that's how simple it is. And every, let's talk about lead pages. I like using them. Click funnels, I also use them. Both of them are great examples. They got to eight figures pretty quickly and they only offered one thing. Lead pages just offered lead pages that you could use. It was already created. You just fill in a few words, send people to it, and by golly, it converts. Click funnels, same thing. Here's the, here's the initial page. Here's the second. Here's the third. Here's the fourth. Add as many as you want. Those are your steps. And fill in the information. Change the colors, whatever you want. Put in your links. And now you have basically a sales funnel. That's all they sold. And they were able to quickly get to eight figures. People who are wallowing around at 100K or 200K or even now trying to get to 500K, but they're not able to get there. Typically, when I talk to them, they've got either multiple markets or an unclearly defined market. They aren't clear about the big problem. So they're trying to solve all kinds of problems and they're creating products that are designed to solve seven problems. Well, this makes it, even, it, makes it harder to sell. And then they have multiple solutions. So they're, they're going, oh, well, we're going to have these five digital products. They're not at 100 yet. I'm talking to people like this all the time. I, we've got these five digital products we have to have, and then we're going to have this mastermind, and then we're going to have this event. I go, You're not even at 100,000. Choose one and sell it a lot of times. That's how you move a business forward. And that's how simple it actually is. But people overly complicate it because they haven't done the homework of really finding out those three elements of who's the market, what's their big problem, and what's the big solution that we're really good at delivering. Okay, so how do we figure that out? Because there's a lot of people, and like you said, I mean, they, that's the entry point of getting to being a millionaire. So how can you help people break that barrier? What is, yeah. what is it that you do with people to help them define the market, solve that major problem, and figure out that solution? Uh, absolutely. Well, I walk them through that, but let's set up the two ways you can do business first. One is conventional, and one is the conscious millionaire path. So conventional, this is what I learned in the, you know, getting my MBA, and we're going to do this part, folks, but we're not going to start there. In the conventional, you go out, you find some market with an unmet want, they've got a problem that's not being solved, and you figure out how to solve it, and now you build a business around that. Now, that's a transactional way of doing business. Your solution may or may not have a lot of intrinsic value, but you figured out that people will buy it. And 
The problem with that is not only have you not necessarily uplifted your client in any way, you haven't uplifted yourself either. Because I see people build businesses like that all the time. They come to me and they go, well, I've got this business and I'm making some money, but I'm really unhappy and I don't think it's what I want to be doing with my life. And, I, and here's the reason. I call that the outside-in way of building a business. That's the way most people conventionally build a business. And most people end up fairly unhappy, even if they're making a fair amount of money, because it doesn't have any meaning or purpose for them. So this is how I help clients do it. And it's the conscious millionaire approach. We start with you. After all, this is your journey as an entrepreneur. It's not in a vacuum that you're making money. It's within a purpose that you're making money. So I help people get really clear about why they think they're on the planet. What feels like the right calling for them? And I use those kind of words. Now, once we get clear about that, guess what? What we've done is instead of starting at the problem and the market, we started with the solution. So we started with that piece. You can start any place you want. You just have to answer all three pieces. Now you go out in the marketplace. You've got a solution. You've got a difference that you want to be making. And you've got skills. We want to make sure that you've got skills that you can utilize that you're really good at, at solving a problem with this kind of solution. You can do it over and over and over again. Now we go out and we look at, well, which market might I work with? Well, as I go, there's probably a hundred markets you could work with. And you want to look at a few of them. And here's the questions you want to be asking. Is the way the problem, which you've, your purpose is the solution, the difference you want to make, that's your solution. Is the way the problem solves shows up for this market really exciting for me? Because it turns out that the problem shows up with different markets, different kinds of people, different kinds of organizations, whether you're B2C, uh, you know, a business dealing with customers or business dealing with other businesses, that there's a different way it shows up for everyone. So what's really important is that you're going to be excited when you get out of bed every day that, oh, gosh, these are the people I love to work with. That's why I work with our Entrepreneurs, I love entrepreneurs. I'm an entrepreneur. Then turns out I was an entrepreneur at five. You know, I was like selling little candles and, you know, cards and squeezing tangerine juice and selling it to the high school kids. I mean, I was always coming up with something to sell. So it turns out I was a natural entrepreneur, didn't know it. I love entrepreneurs. I love entrepreneurs because they want to go out and make some positive change and they want to be financially successful by changing the world. I think that's a great thing to be doing. Okay, so you find the niche that has the problem the way you like it, but that's not good enough. Now, do they actually want to solve the problem? Now, I'm going to make that simple. You know people yourself who gripe and gripe and gripe and gripe and gripe. All they can do is talk about this one problem but they actually have no motivation to change that problem because maybe part of their personal identity is that they have this problem. Gosh, if they solve the problem, they'd have to go find a new personal identity. I'm not joking. This is the way people are set up. But there are people who want their problem solved and there are people who just want to gripe about it. If a person just wants to gripe about it, they're not buying your product or service. That's not a good market. You find a lot of people like that. And here's the third thing. You need to get clear about where you want to go financially three years from now. And the reason that's important is that when you choose this market with this problem, you want to be sure that you understand that market over time more than anybody else on the planet. And, and if that market isn't big enough with enough drive to get their problem solved and the money, which is the third element, do they have the money or the advantage? 
scalability to get the money so that they can pay you at the level you want to be paid so that you get a return on your investment with this product and service. And if that isn't true, if you can't model that, you know, that it's reasonable to expect that you can tap into this market, grow your business for the next three years and never have to change markets, never have to change problems and still be delivering the same solution. It might just show up a little bit differently. You might have expanded your products or services over three years, but basically you need to have a model that's going to work for the next three years. And that's the right marketplace for you. That's the right target market with the right problem that you have already decided you're in love with solving. Now you've got a business model that's a conscious business model, and you're going to be delivering this in a way, here's where you're going to make your most money, and you're going to be the happiest, and you're going to have the happiest clients. Always be delivering a product or service that in and of itself has what I call intrinsic value. I'm going to give you a graphic example. Remember I was talking about conventional business and it's really just transactional because all you're really trying to basically do is get people to buy things. So I'm going to pick on one industry. I think it's pretty safe that everybody here is going to agree with this, that cigarettes in and of themselves don't have any intrinsic value. Quite the opposite. They actually cause cancer. In fact, they have to put that on every package. I'm, you know, I'm not blaspheming the, the cigarette industry. This is well known. All right. So that hardly uplifts anybody. But if you come over here and you're giving a product or service and that at the end of somebody buying it and using it, their life or business is literally better off. They're raised to a higher level. You know, they, they have become a better person. That's the kind of product or service they're going to tell everybody about because they got a transformation. And when people get a transformation, that's the highest level that we can actually do as people who are selling products and services help our clients get a genuine transformation their life their business is better off than before they bought the product or service and they will be very glad to pay you a higher price for it because they literally got a higher return on their investment by buying it because they're so much better off that's the magic and that's what conscious millionaire businesses are about so I'm, i have a question with that too so the transformation and, and i'm curious how you see this jv do you do people go in knowing what that transformation is going to be like? Are, are you talking, are people the clients or are people the the, the, the clients? Owners? No, the clients. So, you know, it's one thing we're selling them this transformation, right? But if, are they clear on what that transformation is? Because I think that right there, there yes, they rubber hits the clear. road. <laughs> yeah. They should be clear. And this, I want to address a couple of issues here because I'm glad you brought this up. They should be clear because you as the entrepreneur should be clear of what is this product or service literally going to do at its highest level when somebody utilizes it. And because you've sold it to other people, you know what transforms in them. This isn't hidden from you or anybody and it shouldn't be hidden from the, the future client or customer because it should be part of your sales copy. It should be in your headlines. You should be proclaiming it. Now, here's where people get a little scared sometimes because let's debunk, you know, really pull apart. What is an offer? An offer truly is one thing. It's a promise that you're making to the person who's going to buy your product or service. That's what an offer truly is. And that's where people get a little scared, you know, because I've worked with clients that I know they can deliver this. But their confidence level, especially if it's a service, and that's most of the people I work with have services, and that's about 70, 80% of the companies on the planet. A service, someone 
goes, oh, I don't really want to promise that they're going to get this result. Look, in my coaching contract, I promise that each client who works with me for a year is at least going to get twice their money back on, in revenue. I put it in the contract. Why? Because I am 100% positive they're probably going to get it in the first 90 days. I'm not worried about it. I know how to deliver that. And that makes it a stronger offer because I've made a strong promise. So if somebody's not buying your offer, sometimes we have to do our own inner work. And that's part of the mindset and inner work that I do with people. We have to look in the mirror as entrepreneurs and go, wow, this friggin' scares me. And that's like, great. That's the first step to changing. It is being conscious. <laughs> it scares you, right. right? And so you've got to get confident that you can deliver something that has big, massive value. Because the more confident you are, you can deliver big, massive value, the more you can charge big, massive uh, amounts of money because you literally are promising a big ROI if somebody gets your service or product. That's a great promise. And if you can do that great promise, that's what a great offer is. And if you have a weak offer, that's why people aren't buying because they're going, well, I don't know. It doesn't sound like I'm getting much. And that's because you're not promising very much. You've got to promise something, but you must, absolutely must be able to deliver it because otherwise you're going to have a horrible reputation because people are going to talk about, oh, I bought this and I got promised this and none of that really happened. That's what you don't want to have happen. That's for certain. Right. Yeah. So you can hear, I mean, there's just a lot of moving parts and we're coming to the end of our episode. And, you know, one of the things, and maybe we'll have to have a point too, is, you know, you talk about the four strategies for managing cash flow. I think that too in itself is a very fascinating conversation. And, and I'd love for you to break that down for us. But as we come to the close, that will be our next, our next conversation for this audience, because I know they're going to request more from you, JV. Uh, where can we find you? Give us website, social media. How can we connect and learn more from you? Well, there's several ways, but I'm going to give you a gift. Uh, when my book came out, Conscious Millionaire, Grow Your Business by Making a Difference, it actually became, I'm proud of this, the number one book on all of Amazon. It was number one in 34 categories, and there were 50,000 downloads in three days. I want to give you my book, Conscious Millionaire, Grow Your Business by Making a Difference. I want to give it to you absolutely free because I want you to read it. I want you to use it. There are 14 chapters and everyone has coaching exercises. It's literally a handbook on how to grow your first million in your business. And I want you to have that so you can utilize it. Here's how you can get it. Just go to ConsciousMillionaire.com forward slash free book. It's ConsciousMillionaire.com forward slash free book. There's no, oh, you have to pay shipping and handling. You're going to get a PDF electronically delivered to you, hopefully within five to 10 seconds of you putting in your first name and email. That's all you have to do. And then we deliver it to you. So I'd like for you to get that. If you've got a six-figure business and this is the next 12 months, you want to get to seven figures. You want to get to that first million. These are the people that I work with one-on-one. I'd love to hear from you. You're welcome to send me a text. Tell me your name. Tell me about your business. I'll get right back with you as soon as I see the text and I have a break. I'll get back to you that day. Here's my cell phone. It's 303-641-0401. That's 303-641-0401. And I'd love to hear from you. And of course, you are absolutely welcome to come uh, six days a week. We have the Conscious Millionaire Show. And you can go to ConsciousMillionaireShow.com. 
And you can sign up uh, either through uh, iTunes. We have a link for iTunes. Uh, we have a link for Stitcher. So whatever your platform is, and listen to the show. I think of it as a free training that you get six days a week on how to build your business. JV, that's awesome. So if anybody wants to have a millionaire in speed dial, you just gave them that offer. <laughs> I just did. Yes. I actually I had somebody, somebody send me a text two weeks ago and I, I got right back to her. She says, I'm texting you, but I don't really believe it's you. And, ah! and so I said, well, I, I just picked up the phone and called her. She goes, it's really you. And I said, I said it. Yes, of course it's me. I didn't like, give you somebody else's number. This is my personal cell phone. That's what I gave out. Well, that's pretty sage. And you know, that's why you are successful. You're in the people business and uh, you know how to put it out there. And I love the steps that you were able to give our audience today. So this is fantastic. So to learn more about JV Crumb, you can also visit our website at marlohiggins.com where you can add JV to your circle of influence, connect to his resources and purchase his book. Boy, JV, what a great episode. Thank you for being with us today. Oh, absolutely welcome. But it's not purchase the book. It's actually absolutely free. There you go. Even better. So we invite you to share this podcast with others and thank you in advance for your partnership. If you enjoyed this episode and it left you feeling inspired, share your biggest takeaway on our Perform and Get Paid community Facebook page, where we will engage and respond to your questions. This is Marlo Higgins, your host and Chief Inspirational Officer. Have an awesome rest of your day. As your Chief Inspirational Officer, I coach executives to gain clarity and remove self-doubt to increase performance in sales. To book a complimentary coaching session with me, simply visit marlohiggins.com and click on the Work With Me tab to schedule a call. Did you like this podcast? If so, subscribe and share with all of your friends. And if you want even more awesome resources to gain clarity and remove self-doubt, plus some personal insights from me that I only share in email, Get yourself over to marlohiggins.com and sign up for the email updates. Thank you so much for listening and I'll catch you next week on 22 Motivational Minutes with Marlo. If you're into it, subscribe, leave a review and tell all of your friends. We would sure appreciate it.